Stock up, stock down. Who's rising? Who's falling? Wisconsin Badgers football players coming off that loss to Washington State. Locked on Badgers. Let's go. You are Locked on Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, Badger fans? Welcome to Locked On Badgers. I'm your host, Ryan Herrings. It is a day after the Washington State loss, and let's talk about it. Let's go stock up, stock down. We're going to do this after every game this year. Really do appreciate every single person tuning in. Uh, let's start with good. Let's start stock up. Nathaniel Vacos. Um, listen, having a real kicker is a big deal in college football. It's a big deal in, in any level of football, but it's hard to find those guys in college football, right? And I think Bacos might be that guy, not just for this year, but next year and the year after, right? They got him for three years counting this year, coming out of Ohio, three for three. And he looked, they looked all like laser shots, just all cannons off his foot. Uh, hit a long from 49. That was, that was easy for him. And if you have, if you have a great kicker, it influences uh, play calling in the back of your offensive coordinators in the back of his mind because now on, on third and four if they're at the 34 he doesn't have to get the first down right he can maybe take a shot and he knows in the back of his head we're close enough for my field goal kicker to get this right it just makes it easier I, I was really impressed uh, again three for three banged a 49 yarder on the road in a, a pretty loud environment for a road game we have to see it uh, he did it last year at Ohio University of Ohio but we had to see it kind of in a Maybe a bigger stage so far looks really good. So stock up uh, Nathaniel Bacos. Stock down Kamoi Latu again. Listen, finished with one tackle, only had 18 snaps, got pulled. He's been bad the first the first two weeks of the season here. It's it's pro football focus grade was pretty low. He got beat up the sideline on a play that Cam Ward just didn't see, didn't see the receiver. Um, again, missed a tackle. Kamoi Latu coming into the season. We we thought you know we thought say hey, for starters we thought safety would be one of the strengths of the team. We thought there were three or four guys there that potentially could start. And Kamoyo too was pretty good last year. Like he came over and he gave the team in the secondary a lot of juice, but it just hasn't clicked this year, whether it's scheme, whether it's he's not locked in for whatever reason. Um it's just it's another it's another performance that isn't very good coming off a week one performance where it was it was kind of a disaster in week one, missed five tackles. So we started to see Preston Zachman, who we're going to talk about, get some more reps. You know, it, that could be a situation to continue monitoring going forward because he wasn't good again. Uh, stock up, Hunter Wohler, speaking of safety, uh, a guy that I think I talked about in last week, stock up, stock down. Listen, you're going to keep making the stock up lists if you lead the team in tackles. And Hunter Wohler has been a tackling machine, right? He's He's been eating it up. Um, now, it's it's not just from a Badger standpoint, which this is the second second game in a row he's led the Badgers in tackles. Nationally, he's second in the country in solo tackles with 20. There's only one player that is more solo tacker, tackles than Hunter Wohler, and it's a linebacker. The guy that he's tied with for second is a linebacker. He leads the country in solo tackles for defensive backs. Not Power 5, not Big 10. He leads the NC2A in solo tackles. That's That's how good he's been to start this year. Um, and it's a lot of cleaning things up, right? It's a lot of missed tackles, assignments in other areas. Then you see Hunter Wohler come in like a heat-seeking missile and just and just clean it up, right? He's not missing a lot of tackles. We haven't seen the big game game-changing interception or 
or the you know the strip sack coming off the edge that I think Hunter Wooler still is in his back pocket, but he has been tremendous as a tackler and an eraser at safety. And that's what your safeties have to be. They have to be erasers. He again leads the country among defensive backs for solo tackles, very far out ahead for the Badgers. He's on pace for like 130 tackles this year. Um, he's not gonna get that number, but he's gonna get to hundred, I think. And that's a pretty doggone good year. So I'll stock up Hunter Wohler. Stock down Jack Nelson. Mm. What a what a bat. Listen, here's the th- here's the thing. So, so there's a couple positions in football. Obviously, quarterback, but take quarterback out of it. There's a couple positions in football where if you mess up, everybody can really clearly see you messed up, right? And because of that, those positions are highlighted a little bit more. Your miscues are highlighted a little bit more. Left tackle is one of those spots. Cornerback is one of those spots. Like if you're a guard, no disrespect to guards, you can miss an assignment and no one could notice. All right. If you're a tight end, you could you could run the wrong route or you know not not get to the second level and wall off a linebacker. Nobody nobody will probably notice outside of your coaching staff and your teammates. If you're the left tackle and you whiff on a speed rusher, everybody's gonna notice. So I listen. Let's let's understand that he's not the only guy who missed assignments, but Jack Nelson missed a couple big assignments. Um, got beat a couple times around the edge. Gave up two game or drive ending sacks. One of which was a scoop and score. This is from a, a tackle who. We thought, I mean, we we really considered probably our best NFL prospect on the line. Somebody that, you know, is in a first-round guy, but probably a second, third, fourth-round type guy. He couldn't handle the edge. He couldn't handle the speed rushers on Washington State. And uh, it it was a big reason why we lost the game. I mean, it is what it is. I think he would probably tell you the same. I think Jack Bicknell would probably tell you the same. He got beat around the edge several times, and he really struggled. Had a penalty in the game as well. Uh He's, that's not going to be the last talented ed, edge rusher he faces this year with Iowa, with um, Ohio State on the schedule. He's got you know, Nebraska actually has a pretty good front seven, too. He's got to get better. And this was a really poor performance from the guy um, protecting Tanner Mordecai's backside. And by the way, Mordecai took a couple shots there. That, that's that's an easy way to get your quarterback hurt. So, yeah, Jack Nelson stocked down. That was about as bad as you're going to see him play in a, in a game where they really needed him to play really well. We talked about the edge rushers on Washington State, how it would be a big test for this offense line, for Mallman, for Nelson. Nelson didn't pass it for whatever reason. Um, let's go stock up. Shimre DK. Listen, uh, I think DK has pretty clearly established himself as a number one receiver here. There was discussion, is it going to be Green? Could it be CJ? Will it be Pauling? Pauling has a very defined productive role in the slot Pauling led the team in receiving yardage but DK on the boundary is the number one guy I don't think it's that close right now DK went four for 75 18.8 yards per catch uh following up off a good week one performance he had a couple really tough catches had a long of 41 he's also stock up because um DK looks really good in the return game right he had a 31 yard kickoff return averaged 11.5 and two punt returns he looks really comfortable back there and almost never gets tackled by the first guy yeah, DK's been a really, really nice, had a really nice start to the season, right? Both from a receiving standpoint and a special team standpoint. Stock up, Chimring DK, receiver number one. Uh, stock down, Alexander Smith. It just hasn't looked right for Alexander Smith, who we, we talked about as, you know, uh, he was a big part of this returning secondary. He didn't, he didn't play the full game week one. It looked like he got pulled. There's a miscommunication issue. He had trouble running with uh, Washington State's receivers in this game. I don't know what it is. I think it's not like the physical tools have gone away. He still has enough size and speed. It just, it's been a rough start to the season for Alexander Smith. 
and it could be scheme related, but there was also a point where on one of the plays he got beat and they, Washington State didn't actually catch it in, but on one of the plays where he got beat, you just got to be able to run with the receiver. And for some reason he he got beat and just couldn't recover. He gave it the first touchdown. I discipline was really poor um, and gave up a really, quite frankly, easy touchdown to start the game for Washington State. That was a, a harbinger of things to come. So I, I don't like saying it because I'm pretty high on this game and I really like what he brings to the field, but stock down so far, Alexander Smith. But first, today's show is brought to you by our Game Changer of the Week, brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Much like Hunter Wohler, Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. Uh, Hunter Wohler all over the field, Athletic Brewing all over the non-alcoholic beer field as well. Their beer is great tasting, award-winning, over 50 different styles, and they're constantly releasing limited edition experimental styles to help you to help add to their variety. And they're fit for all times. It's the reason I love athletic brewing. Whenever you are watching the big game, kayaking, hiking, doing a podcast, going to work. I mean, they are fit for all times. Non-athletic, non-alcoholic beers, no hangovers ever. And you can find athletic in-store online and at bars around the country. You can find athletic brewing companies, non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First time customers use code locked on to get 15% off your first online order. That's code locked on at checkout for 15% off athleticbrewing.com. Near beer exclusions and conditions to apply. Athletic Brewing Company fit for all times. Today's episode is also brought to you by our good friends over at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Now is the best time to join FanDuel with the NFL season getting ticked card, getting started. NFL's incredible offers, guaranteed uh, bonus bets. All new customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. So you can Bet on the game and then watch all the games with this great offer. Again, it's the best time to join. Football starting up, baseball postseason's coming up, basketball's coming up soon, college football's in full swing. Now is the absolute best time to get on the safest, easiest to use betting app in America. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on. Kick off the NFL season with an offer you don't want to miss. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. All right, let's let's keep talking here after this game. And, I mean, we're still, like, the hangover from this game is going to last for a couple days for fans. Like, so much hype has gone into this season. I'm already seeing some takes. I'm going to do a hot takes reaction show coming up, but we're okay. Like, I, that's the big – I don't think it's as bad as fans are making this out to be. Um, but let's continue on with stock up, stock down. Stock down, Braylon Allen. Man alive. Um, listen, I – I don't know what happened. You you have seven carries, 20 yards, 2.9 per carry. You catch the ball six times for 12 yards. That A couple things here. At first, it, it just felt like it was a little out of sync. Uh, Braylon, I don't, it, it looked like he wasn't running as hard. You expect him to break more tackles. You expect a guy like Braylon Allen to make more of an impact when he's getting 13 touches in a game, and it just didn't happen. You know, I don't know why exactly. I, I want to go back and rewatch it, but. There, it was he looked like a non-impact player, and that's not who Braylon Allen is. I I think he's it's I don't know if he's a little banged up, if he just was seeing something incorrectly. It just wasn't there. But that's that's not the production you need from one of your best players. If that's what you're getting, your whole game plan has to pivot, right? And then the swing passes to Braylon. It's the second week in a row they've really gone that route, but it's not giving them much. You know, in this game it was six receptions for twelve yards. That's Listen, the way Tanner started to throw the ball downfield the second half, those are throws you want him targeting DK with and pawling with. Um, so, yeah, Braylon Allen stock down. Uh, one more stock up here, James Thompson, five tackles, a sack and a half. 
Uh, had a really nice play in the second half, fighting through um, uh, fighting through a couple blocks and getting a sack. He looked really good. He And last week I talked about his ability to um, get some pressure, fight through double teams. He's been the defense lineman that's impressed me the most, James Thompson has. So I thought that was a really nice game from James Thompson. James Thompson, he impacted the backfield, created a little bit of chaos. That's a good sign. They're going to need that more and more throughout the season. So a couple stock ups, stock down. Like I said, big stock ups, Vakos, DK, uh, James Thompson. But you got stocked down with Alexander Smith, Jack Nelson, uh, Braylon Allen. Really weird game. Let's talk about referees for a second. Um, let's was it a great referee game? No, I, I don't think so. Was it the reason they lost? No. Like let's 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 examine a couple of the key plays, right? You had the the safety that would have made the game 24-24. Should that have been a safety? Yeah, I think so, right? Because if he had scrambled away, like if he'd gone away from that and somehow made a play out of it through a 10-yard first down, they would have given it to him. He was still moving back on his own, under his own momentum and power, trying to escape the pass rush. To me, that's a safety. And if it's a safety, it's 24-24 and we're getting the ball. The complexion of the game is different. But let's be honest, referees don't usually call that a safety. They err always on the side of caution with that type of play. So it is what it is. I think that should have gone the Badgers' way. The Ches Malusi fumbled. I think he fumbled it. Going back and looking, it looks like the ball was coming out. And it's close enough that I can't have a big gripe of it. If if you're going to go on the road, here's the thing. Uh, and by the way, that absolutely could have been called down. And nobody would have really been able to complain. But if you're going to go on the road, you have to not give referees the ability to impact the game, right? And you do that by holding on to the ball for that extra second. Like Ches, he, he has to hold on to the ball through the motion, hitting the ground, getting back up. He didn't do it. And when that happens, you allow the referee to come in and make judgment calls, right? You have to play better than that. And the age old axiom, you know, you don't, don't make the game close enough or the referees can impact the game. And the Badgers did. The Badgers have only themselves to blame in this. The referees are an easy scapegoat, and I get it. I, I thought the safety call was a very poor call. I thought that was a safety. It's, it is what it is. You Unless you played a perfect game, which you did not, then you don't need to be looking at the referees pointing fingers and saying, well, they should have done X, Y, and Z. No, you should have held on to the ball longer, Chez. Uh, you should have made your blocks at left tackle, Nelson. Should have ran a little harder, Braylon. Tucker, you should have caught that pass. Like, there's a there's a million plays, right, throughout the course of the game, unrelated to referee calls that would have impacted the win-loss on this. And that's where I'm at. I'm not a big put things on the referee ever, right? Uh, they certainly are impactful, right? The referees certainly make calls that impact the game, but there's many more uh, situations in the game that are impacted by – your team, in this case, the Wisconsin Badgers, just not executing. And I think that's where the finger needs to go in terms of the blame. So that's why I am at referees. I understand the angst and frustration because, again, that safety call, I think, was a bad call. And if that happens, it's a tie game. Wisconsin's getting the ball. Maybe the outcome is different. But there's also, like, 30 other plays you point to and say, well, again, if he had blocked uh, as the left tackle had made better blocks, the Badgers probably win the game. If Braylon Allen averages four yards a carry, if Phil Longo stops throwing the swing pass, if Tucker Ashcraft catches that ball, right? If that last pass to CJ or to Bryson Green is a little better. If one of those two fades to CJ Williams in the end zone is on point. Like there's so many little plays throughout the game. Any one of those could have been made and the Badgers may have won the game. So that's where I'm at on the referee thing. I know I had a couple of people ask me about it. I didn't think they were great. I also think the Badgers have much more. There's much more to just look in the mirror 
and and own up to then a couple referee calls. So anyway, we're going to come back with you tomorrow. We're doing player uh, player grades, positional grades. We're going to do a rewatch as always. I have a couple really good guests coming up this week. So on Wisconsin, the season is not over yet. Keep the faith. It's one and one, but there's a lot of season left coming up on Wisconsin and let's go.